The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. We know you would like to sit next to him in the dugout or in his office, but this is your chance to chat with the manager of the Minnesota Twins. This is the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Molitor Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Well, good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Paul Molitor Show. Chris Atterbury here in studio. Honored to be joined by Paul Molitor to my right on the far side of the room. Happy Jack this morning. Jack Morris <laughs> in attendance and ready to roll as we get underway with another edition of the Paul Molitor Show. The Boston Red Sox in town are going to wrap that series up uh, here this afternoon, then head out to the West Coast 3 in Anaheim, and then the Twins back to welcome in the New York Yankees. Good morning, gentlemen. Beautiful day outside today. Good morning. Yeah, nice. another nice summer day here. and uh, The storm cleared out the mess. Yeah, it's a great day. <laughs> there you go. I, I look over, I see Jack, I see almost a thought bubble above his head with fish swimming back and forth in it. Like I, <laughs> I, this guy's going to end up on a boat at some point before this day is all said and done. I Probably, wish I could, but yeah. that's not going to happen. In the meantime, the Red Sox are here, and Paul, you have the task of trying to figure out how to stop this runaway offensive train right now. They are young, they're athletic, they're talented, they're diverse, they can hurt you in a lot of ways, and right now you caught them really firing on pretty much all cylinders. Well, we've heard a lot about uh, the Red Sox team. You know, certainly we get a good look at them down in Fort Myers. Um Offensively, it's just a very potent lineup from top to bottom. Their their young players are continually continuing to develop, um, gaining confidence. I don't think any one person in that lineup feels they have to carry the load by any means. They they distribute well, uh, and their veterans, guys that have a little bit of experience, including Mr. Ortiz, are are having great seasons. So, uh, you know, yesterday one of those games where. Uh, they put up a number early, and we fought back in, and, and the game was competitive through seven. Uh, but then uh, once the floodgates opened, we just couldn't stop them. It turned out to be very lopsided. Paul, when you look at Boston, you realize, yes, they are swinging the bats extremely well right now. They're putting up a lot of numbers on the on the scoreboard offensively. Mm-hmm. But defensively, uh, you know, they're catching the ball uh, that are balls that are hit to them. But pitching-wise, they don't really put a lot of fear in it yet. Uh, it's it's difficult to uh, stay at a pace that they're sure. scoring, and and I guess that's part of the problem. Well, I, you know, you don't really want to try to get into a slugfest situation right. with this type of team. Um, you know, you hope that you can put up runs. Their their pitching has been, you know, I wouldn't say suspect, but you feel like you have a chance to score. Uh, you know, even with the guy today in Porcello, we, we you know we we've had guys that have faced him. We've done all right against him. It's just that we have to find a way with Pat Dean out there today to try to get a little deeper in the game so we don't have to start running our bullpen out there too early because we all know they've been out there way too much here the, through the first 50, 60 games. One of the big separators, Paul, that, that Jack and I were discussing and Danny and I have talked about it all week is uh, there's these little moments in games that the teams that are going well seem to always capitalize on, whether it's, oh, we didn't turn a double play or we gave them an extra out, boom, two runs. Yes. Uh, two, can't get off the field, two out runs. Uh, and, and when things aren't going well for a club, you don't always turn those into advantages for yourselves. And we talk about all the time, and it's cliche, doing little things, but those little things become big things when they start to pile up over the course of a season. As confident Lee, as, as the Red Sox are playing, I, I think they start salivating when they see extra outs come their way. Yeah. Um, you know, three outs is tough enough to get through clean innings, and when you start giving them extra opportunities, uh, we've had some plays. Uh, 
not just errors where we haven't finished plays. We might have got an out on a play. You know, we had Ortiz the first night on a grounder, and yesterday he hit another one that we didn't field cleanly. And uh, instead of getting two for one, we just get the one, and that extra out has bit us. And then, like you said, there are times when you just got to make a pitch with two outs to try to get off the field, and the you know we make a mistake and they put up another big number. So it's it's a very capitalistic off offense right now. Paul, I saw something yesterday I haven't seen. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing I haven't seen it because of the shifting trend in baseball. But yes. you, got, you guys had shifted to the right side, and Bogarts just kept running around right. the base, and nobody was there to cover third base. Now, obviously, you have a plan there yes. of who's supposed to cover, but Kyle Gibson took credit or took the blame for it as a pitcher, and I don't think that it's a pitcher's responsibility, is it? No, well – you know, we try to work on shift defenses and possible things that can happen. Um, there is a, a time when a play like yesterday when we're lopsided to the right side where third base is going to be vacant on a ground ball to the right side of the infield. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing that is hard to defend is when we when we lose the force at second, either by a bobble or by an errant throw to second. Uh, the plan is for to try to get the the catcher to rotate okay. um but when you have a guy with speed and it, it's just going to unfold so quickly where it's going to be a foot race even if kurt gets out of the box right. quickly um you know the way to defend that is is to catch the ball cleanly and uh we know you're a little we know we're a little bit vulnerable every team does it and we see some strange plays happen because of it yeah it's a good baseball play on the part of bogart well I, i'm not sure uh if he thought that once Brian didn't feel the ball cleanly if he was just going to go to first. But for him not to slide and just assume he was going to beat that play and keep on running, it, it turned out to look very intelligent. Now, whether he got a little bit lucky or whatever, yeah. um, who knows. But he was prepared yeah. to go ahead and take advantage. Well, he gets to second base quicker by just running hard to all the way through the base. Maybe that was his intent, and then <laughs> yeah. realizing that there's nobody on the left side. Before- running, running hard, what a concept. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Before we get to our first break, we, we talked last week about we'd seen this stretch of teams who just wanted to lift the ball, hit it in the seats, and they were they were kind of feast or famine teams, and that's how they were built. Now, since then, we saw the Marlins and now the Red Sox, who look to me more like what I call the Royals model, where you've got nine guys in the lineup who all look like they can run. They've got some pop. They put the ball in play a ton. They're super-duper athletic. It's almost like we're seeing two different versions of how teams are trying to go over the course of the last couple of weeks. I, I, I'd agree with that. I, I think the Red Sox, um, I think they would prefer to be patient early in games and try to – they have enough confidence to try to get your starting pitcher's pitch count up by, you know, not necessarily ambushing – from pitch one but every now and then they do which kind of keeps you on your edge as far as how much you want to you know try to center something up to just to get ahead uh, but yeah they they got a good mode going they battle with two strikes you know the professional hitters that have been here the ortizes pedroyas then you combine with the young talent of the bets and the bogarts and jackie bradley juniors um, it's it's a nice mix of what they got going, and it's certainly working right now. When we come back to the Paul Molitor Show, enough about the Red Sox and the Marlins. We'll talk about the Minnesota Twins. If you'd like to join us, it's 877-38-TWINS, right here on your home for Twins Baseball. In the history of Minnesota baseball, there's one name that means legend, Killebrew. So when you gather together this summer, there's only one old-fashioned root beer that delivers that Hall of Fame taste to thirsty fans everywhere. That's Killebrew. Your whole family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew old-fashioned root beer and cream soda. Pick up a cold, frothy Killebrew root beer at Target Field. 
Then cheer on the fun. Killebrew Root Beer. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Mm, I had no idea the Franks here are so amazing. It's all in the choice of condiments, my friend. I'm listening. Add a little Coop's Arizona heat and any morsel of food takes on a whole new dimension. It starts with a savory sweetness and then finishes with a nice spicy kick at the end. At the ballpark or at home, no one fields a better team of mustards than Coop's. That's Coop's with a K. Mm, mind if I uh, dip my fries? Head to your nearest Coborns and pick up some Coop's mustard today. On the field, baseball players want to be safe. Off the field, everyone should check with the Better Business Bureau at BBB.org before making purchasing decisions. The BBB has helped consumers like you find ethical, trustworthy businesses since 1912. Remember, it's better to be safe than sorry. Hey, Twins fans, now is your shot to win playing one-day fantasy baseball at DraftKings.com, the official one-day fantasy baseball partner of your Minnesota Twins. With one-day fantasy baseball at DraftKings, you can play when you want with the players you want, and DraftKings is bringing the excitement of the game to to a whole new level with every strikeout and every monster home run bringing you closer to victory just pick two pitchers and eight position players stay under the salary cap and outscore the competition to win go to draftkings.com now and use promo code mn twins to play free today Mayo Clinic Sports Medicine is now located in downtown Minneapolis at Mayo Clinic Square, offering comprehensive sports medicine services for all ages and athletic abilities. Visit sportsmedicine.mayoclinic.org for more information or to schedule an appointment. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's the Paul Molitor Show. Chris Atterbury, Jack Morrison studio. And Paul Molitor, kind enough to wander down the hall and chat with us as well. And, Paul, uh, lucky you didn't get hit by a, a screaming line drive walking down the hall because that seems to be you guys are wearing magnets in, uh, on the mound. Phil Hughes took just a horrific shot on his knee. Uh, we saw Tonkin wear one. Yeah. Uh, they've been coming right back up the box. Give us the update on, on, on Hughes. Looks like he is uh, done for quite a while now. Uh uh, yeah, unfortunately, there there's a little crack in there, and uh, you know it's going to sideline him. I, I I imagine eight weeks is somewhat optimistic because as much downtime he's going to have as that thing heals, then he's got to start working himself back on the mound and and working up to pitch count. So uh, unfortunate, his leg looks ugly. Just mm. I think people can imagine, um, you know, uh, Tonkin took a good shot, but his was more on the muscular part of the leg, and he's bruised fairly severely as well but thankfully he's going to be fine and then even Cal Gibson um, mm-hmm. welcome back you know yeah. it gets a takes a smoke shot kind of a injury to insult situation after giving up the four runs then he gets smoked in the forearm somehow he was able to get around that and still pitch uh, some innings for us but it's been a dangerous position we always know it has been Jack as well as anybody you know you release that pitch 50 two feet away from home plate and they come back 110 miles an hour good luck you know it's uh it can get scary did you get hit jack i mean how many I, times I have you, yeah i got hit three times uh, both right above both knees once right in the belly i mean right in the belly all over 130 yeah. oh, miles an hour right i didn't even couldn't yeah. even get my glove to my stomach area which is that that's the one that scared me paul as a hitter did you ever i mean did you never know when you made contact that you were going to get a pitcher as you're running up the line or it's uh you know, it's not by design. Certainly, you, you know, you try to stay up the middle. Um, the one that I remember, I you guys remember Mark Gubiza mm-hmm. in the Metrodome, and I hit I hit one off his uh, his shin and cracked it. Um, you know, it, it was a bad sound. There was not oh. too many people in the Metrodome those days, <laughs> and uh, as David Ortiz has reminded us, and yeah. uh, and and the sound reverberated. I mean, you could it it sounded like bone breaking. 
We had, almost had an ugly one against the Marlins. If that young man doesn't get his glove up on Maurer yeah. yeah. uh, and ends up being an out, yeah. amazingly enough, that that was, was going to be uh, unkind. You mentioned Kyle Gibson gave up the big number early and then got a little deeper into the ball game. Did you see a better Kyle Gibson than the one before the injury in terms of the command? Uh, you know, good and bad. Um, he did, you know, he started out first hitter gets a little unlucky, makes a nice O two pitch, and a guy bleeds one up the middle, and, and no one can make a play. Um, and, and then, you know, he couldn't contain, especially the three run homer uh, on the first pitch to Bradley, uh, Bradley Jr. Uh, but he did settle in. I think the big thing with Kyle, and we've talked about, is just trusting his stuff in the zone. Uh, he has a tendency to try to hit that make that perfect pitch and o two to three two he had it he still had a lot of you know high pitch count at bats which i think he can do he can do better at but uh benefit of the doubt is he hadn't been out there in six or seven weeks and, and hopefully he can build and go forward paul i mean I, I don't i hate talking about stuff like this i absolutely find no joy in it but yep. I, I it is what it is and the record speaks for itself sure does your your opening day starters have got four wins and we're in mid-june and it just tells me the story of this team and how much the bullpen has been used and how taxing it has to have it is for you it is for everybody to see those guys sure. have to throw multi innings every single game well the criticism of our team is is just um you know the record as you said jack is uh is woeful um it it's it, it's an uncomfortable thing for me to uh try to be a part of trying to work a way out of this thing um uh, I, I, I have my own methods and my own theories about what I need to continue to do in my role, and my coaches feel the same. But, you know, when you look at what our starters have done, the lack of wins and the lack of innings, um, we I think every team knows that, that that's your biggest fear for a recipe for disaster is when yeah. you're not getting innings. And the, the lack of win total from our starters, um, it, it parallels our, our club overall, but I think that's the most uh, – the most apparent thing in something that needs to be fixed. Uh, we can talk about offense and, and uh, you know, strikeouts and base running and things that we are trying to get better at, but I, I think it's it kind of starts with the starting pitching. Yeah, well said. That's Paul Molitor. We'll step aside, come back with more on the Paul Molitor Show right here on your home for Twins Baseball. have a field to play baseball on they'll find somewhere else to play help the twins community funds fields for kids program build and restore fields learn what you can do or make a donation at twinscommunityfund.org the minnesota twins community fund is supported by minnesota twins cornerstone partners target u.s bank treasure island resort and casino and delta airlines we thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper midwest and for getting more kids in the game Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. With millions of YouTube views, shares, Instagram likes, followers, and fans across the globe. But what do all these amazing pets have in common? Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a shelter or adoptable pets near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard? 
Well, <laughs> that's entirely up to you. Visit theshelterpetproject.org and hear more about Hamilton the Pug, Toast, and Keyboard Cat's amazing adoption stories. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Your perfect pet is just a click away at theshelterpetproject.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Enjoy U.S. Bank Value Pack Tuesdays at Target Field. Purchase a U.S. Bank Value Pack and receive a free Schweigert hot dog and Pepsi. Visit TwinsBaseball.com for more information. It's the Paul Molitor Show. Chris Atterbury, Paul Molitor, and Jack Morris. We've been talking about just starting pitching. That's where it has to start. And today it's going to be Pat Dean, a guy who, uh, from the Northeast, went to school in Boston. Now he'll be facing the Red Sox. And uh, Dean Duffy, the two young guys, pitched very well out of the gate. Both of them have been, as as you've said and they've said, just off. Like, just not yeah. missing by a ton, yeah. but missing enough. And, and and against the Red Sox in particular with their approach that you uh, talked about, you've got to be in the zone. They will suck you into the zone or else they'll push that pitch count uh, high. What's the key for Dean to avoid that fate today? Well, I, I, I like talking pitching with Jack's in the room because he knows that craft um, as well as anybody that I'm around. And um, we all know that hitters that are hot, you have to pitch in, and you have to pitch in effectively. And I think we've tried to do that the first two games. When we've got it in there, it's worked uh, fairly well. But the margin of error coming in is is high. Um, you know, you try to make that down and away strike, and you miss a little bit, and and you might get give up something. But that 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 coming in pitch, um, you leave it out over, and these guys with the power and the extension that they have, and the quickness, the bat speed, um, it's it's a dangerous thing. Now Pat, in his starts here, he has had a lot of pitches that have. You know, just missed. But today, you know, between that fastball and that little cut fastball that he has, he's going to have to keep those right-handed hitters um, honest. And, uh, you know, we see the Pedroyas and people that are just been diving out there and they're covering middle away really well. So um, hopefully it's a good day for him where he can spot that thing away when he needs a strike, but certainly keep him honest by pitching inside. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, the one thing I think Pat has to do in, in this – it's just been my experience with with really hot hitting teams you have to add and subtract with speed yeah. one way or the other you have to keep them a little bit off balance with his and i i've seen pat with a good change up down and away if he can just get that ball to run a little i think it's the probably the the pitch that he needs to refine a little bit jack mm-hmm. um uh he does throw it and it does play um i think that some and sometimes it's a little bit of a too hard of a pitch for right. him. His differential on his fastball changeup can be as close as you know four or five miles an hour. Um, so we're trying to work on that to where he can maybe slow it down just a little bit more to to do that differential that you're talking about. As for when the bullpen gate comes open, you know Hughes is out. May is on the disabled list with his continued back issues. Uh, you've got guys who have been heavily heavily taxed. Young guys like. Uh, Chagua, who just got his first yeah. taste of it yesterday yeah. and is just two years removed from surgery. Is it literally for you a matchup situation from the first time that door throws it, it comes open in terms of, A, who's available and, and what the situation might call for? It's, it's, uh, it's in flux, um, but that's what we're dealing with, you know. So we have some people missing, and we've had to change roles to try to get people on track. Um, you know, I, I, ha- I have people in mind that I would prefer to use later in games either to keep close or to close out. 
but, you know, as much as everyone's being used, some days your roles are going to have to change just out of need, and, and, and those guys understand that. You know, Shaquan uh, got his first opportunity yesterday, and, you know, it, it's a learning day. It, uh, I hope he remembers his first day in the big leagues as something that's positive, but also the fact that, you know, you come up here and you got to be ready to pitch regardless yeah. of the score, regardless of the situation. You know, he got a couple well-thrown fastballs tattooed, and it got his attention, and I think it got him off his game a little bit. So uh, that's something that you have to adapt to as you go forward. We'll take our last break, guys. Come back and wrap things up. It's the Paul Molitor Show on your home for Twins Baseball. Hi, folks. Paul Molitor here for Connell Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Connell Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Connell Diamond in St. Louis Park. Celebrating 50 years of winning right, Pentair makes rain a home field advantage at Target Field. While our boys of summer are playing on the field, Pentair's rainwater recycle system is working under the field, capturing and filtering rainwater. The rainwater is reused to wash the lower level seats and more. And it's a hit, saving the Twins nearly 2 million gallons of water each year. Visit Pentair.com twins to learn more about other sustainable water solutions. Pentair, the official sustainable water provider of the Minnesota Twins. This is Dave St. Peter, president of the Minnesota Twins, on behalf of Minnesota Eye Consultants. Minnesota Eye is the preferred ophthalmology group of the Minnesota Twins and is a generous supporter of the Minnesota Twins Community Fund. I had my corrective eye surgery at Minnesota Eye, as have several of our players and support staff. If you have special eye care needs or wish to learn more about vision correction without glasses or contacts, contact Minnesota Eye Consultants. Go to MNEYE.com. For your eyes, do what the Twins do and see Minnesota Eye. There's two ways to enjoy the Hall of Fame taste of Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Traditional glass bottles and six-packs or by the case, or the go-anywhere, chill-instantly, non-breakable, resealable aluminum bottles. Choose your fun and create a legendary memory today. Minnesota-made Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Available at Cub Foods for your next get-together. Killebrew, it's how memories are created and legends are made. A fun-filled Caribbean getaway is now closer than you think when you escape to Treasure Island Resort Casino. Splish and splash your way to exciting family fun at the island's new water park, the Lagoon. Or treat yourself to a little pampering at Wave Spa, our all-new full-service salon and spa. Hotel packages are available, or just come down and play for the day. Discover your paradise at TICasino.com. It's island time. Treasure Island Resort and Casino. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Hello, Jack Morris, Chris Atterbury, Paul Mowder uh, here at the studio. Paul, uh, I have to ask you this because it's, it's been going through my mind. We, we look at last year with pretty much the same group of guys. Now, there's been a lot of younger guys come through the pitching staff, yep. obviously, but fairly stable group of guys that were here last year that played as well as maybe they can play, and, and things were so positive, and yet, it's almost the complete opposite this year with the Murphy's Law. Things that could go wrong have gone wrong, uh, capitalizing on the good plays and all those things we've talked about over and over. 
Is there any explanation for that in your mind? Well, we're we're obviously part of our our job is to try to constantly assess where we're at and why we are where we're at. So, you know, I think about those things. Uh, did we misgauge a little bit young players being able to automatically continue the positive incline? I think so. Was it different for young guys to start a season 0-0 as opposed to coming in and blending into yeah. something that was already already had some uh, inertia going forward? Um, I think those guys that came up last year, you know, Miguel and uh, Byron, whoever else you want to talk about, some of the pitchers, they, they came into a situation where things were flowing and they were positive. And, and this year we had to start our own. Every season stands on its own. We talked about that coming out of spring. And when things didn't go our way early, um, some of the mental fragility of young players, the inconsistencies of not being able to handle some of the adversity really started to pile up. So uh, you hope that eventually that they look back and this is a time of their career where even though it's been very challenging, uh, it makes them better people and better players in the long run. Now I want to I kind of, as we come to the tail end of this thing, get on the positive side of things a sure. little bit. Sometimes guys just need a chance to play every day yes. to show what they can do. I think uh, we've seen that with Eduardo Nunez uh, this year when he plays he, he sees that opportunity. And I think Robbie Grossman's another example, Paul, where here's a guy who hadn't had regular playing time in a couple of years, and you pencil him in every day, and he grinds out some at-bats, and he makes some catches, and he's had a positive impact. Well, when when things like this happen, whether it's injuries or poor play, um, there are guys that you're going to let ride through it to some degree, but it's also going to provide opportunities for other people. You know, Grossman coming over here um, – you know, signs a contract, a couple of days in the minors, gets a call up. Next thing you know, he's an everyday player. And he's run with it so far, so I've been happy for him. Nunez, the same thing. Utility guy now for a number of years, injuries, whatever. His play has kept him in the lineup. Um, and, you know, you got some other guys from your system that are getting a chance to play. Kepler, hopefully we'll see a little bit of an extended look here. Uh, Buxton, uh, you know, we, we're going to get guys opportunities to grow up here at this level. Hopefully they'll take advantage. And speaking of that, you, you don't have a ton of op- options on your bench right now, but what does your lineup look like? Well, the, uh, the, it's tough because of the way it's shaped right now. Um, you know, I have to be concerned with making sure I have infield, outfield, catching protection. Um, uh, today I got Park on the bench. Uh, Plouffe's going to DH, so Esso's going to get a shot to play short today. And Nunes will move over to third base. Uh, Kepler will be back in right field today. So, um yeah, a little bit different look today. Um, we'll get Park a chance to regroup a little bit. It's been a little tough for him the last week or so. Paul, all I can say is uh, go get him early in the game. Hopefully Pat Dean will be able to spin up some magic and uh, the offense will yeah. do what you know, we, we know they can do. I, I keep saying this over and over, just like Chris just said. I know this team has got potential to score runs and hit the ball around. It's tough sometimes when you run into really good pitching, but uh, I don't think the Red Sox are a team that scares you other than David Price when sure. he's on. Well, I appreciate that, Jack. We, uh, we're, we're trying to find ways to stay positive, stay the course, continue to teach, try to be encouraging. Um, a lot of baseball, almost 100 games, something like that yep. to play. And so, you know, we just got to keep trying to find ways to take advantage of each game we get a chance to play. That's Paul Molitor for Jack and Paul. I'm Chris Atterbury. This has been the Paul Molitor Show right here on your home for Twins Baseball.